Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay, Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Kaze, Roxy, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B., Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R., Christopher, Kilted Sir, Firegood and his good boy Grant, Brian, Make Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Jay Swizz, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity, Belle, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten, 17, Eric, Cat Daddy, Sweetie Todd, Radically Blessed, Lady Affliction, Dr. Dave, Sunshine, Pumpkin Pie, Sir Scout and his good girl Ray, Ms. Tourmaline, S'more, Kinky Katie. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. All right, we are back for round two of our BDSM romance. Ding, 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 ding. And I want a show of hands for who is here for the penis chin. Me. <laughs> no, not me. Absolutely not. Because that is how we left you hanging last week. Hanging? <laughs> Hank, really? <laughs> that was not even purpose, but I'm a genius. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's some low-hanging fruit right there. Hopefully not. Get it. Get it. Ha. <laughs> yeah. Penis chin. That was I'm just gonna keep saying that because I love it. I, ca- I can't. I just. Wow. OK, so I'm not I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm so ready for this. I've been looking forward to this. Ever since I read the I'm book. Not, I'm not ready. I don't know what to do. Am I gonna, I'm going to sit here with this person and just be like, um, rah, rah, go ahead and talk. I'm just going to be over here because this, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to be like internally panicking, It'll possibly be- externally panicking. <laughs> well, the amazing author that we are talking to first in this episode is Golden Angel. I, I love her. She's got pink and purple hair, at least the last time I saw it. Okay. Can't wait to see this one. Now, Golden Angel is a USA Today bestselling author and self-described bibliophile with a kinky bent who loves to write stories for the characters in her head. If she doesn't get them out, she's pretty sure she'll go a little crazy. No, they're already crazy. Oh, I love it. We've already established another one who's got characters in their heads. Exactly. This is no, this is not just this is like an author thing. Hey, Rara, do you ever have characters just running around in your head? No. So clearly you are not an author. No, I'm a reader. Mm-hmm. Golden is happily married 
And as she says, she's old enough to know better, but still too young to care. She's a big fan of happily ever afters, strong heroes and heroines, and sizzling chemistry. (laughs) When she's not writing, she can often be found on the couch reading in front of her sewing machine, making a new cosplay, hanging out with her friends, or... Oh! (laughs) Shit! It was a bit too much for the microphone. <laughs> the microphone is stuck on is stuck on chin yep. on chin penis. The microphone is verklempt and <laughs> apparently not verklempt well enough. So it fell over. You like that? Oh god, did I already break you? <laughs> verklempt. Really? I didn't think that was that good. <laughs> Welcome to the Pink King podcast. Where we make it our personal mission to make Ra Ra cry. Success! Uh, sorry, I don't know why. For clapped is that that <laughs> Well, and I'm just, again, I'm a little overly excited about this entire two episodes. You but got especially, a little... uh, no, but especially today. <laughs> because Golden Angel has an alter ego that she writes under. Mm hmm. I, I'm going to check. Wait, what- wait, 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 wait. You can't tell this story yet. Okay. You want me to save the story? Do you have to do that in the interview and like watch her reaction? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Her alter, her alter ego, it's Sinestre Ainge. And I'll double Is that check how you her. pronounce that. We're going to double check. Under that name, she does some more of the more taboo and darker sides of romance and erotica. And she has books on alien sex. Hence, the chin penis. Penis chin. We'll figure it out, but I'm going to say no more about it till we have her on here so I can actually talk to her about it. Woman, stop fucking flailing. I can't help it. Okay. Mine is verklempt. Is yours verklempt correctly? Yeah. I'm going to pee my pants and we haven't even started the episode yet. Hi, guys. Give us a minute. We'll be back with the actual interview. All right. I'm really excited, Dara. I know. You know I've, been, I've been looking forward to this. This is the one that you have been talking about forever. Because this, this is the penis chin. Yeah. She's been, first of all, she's been talking about this for months. Second, she, this is what she used in the last episode to tease for this episode. Oh, goodness. I just said penis chin and then just said, if you want to know more, you're going to turn off the whole entire thing. She goes, I'm going to end it. Dara's going to have to stop recording penis chin. Okay. And then I had to stop recording and I was like, what in the fuck? But I have, I have heard about this damn penis chin. Since I read it, since I read it, I was in oh my post my going, God. oh my God, the best thing ever. Oh, it took me a minute to even remember. Well, I was like, wait, when did I? I was like, oh, best yeah. thing wait, ever. Wait, this thing that made Rara's entire life complete <laughs> and you had to remember it? I, this is going to be great. I originally wrote that story like close to 20 years ago, I think, like at least oh 15 my God. The original story was for a website uh, called literatica.com. And, uh, oh, I love that place. Yeah, yeah. And I eventually turned it into a book. But yes, the penis <sighs> chin was originally on Literatica. So I, it was forever ago when I wrote that. I had almost The penis died. chin, the blob. I, I have a question for book. both of you. 
Yeah. Uh, wait, what was your inspiration for <laughs> penis chin, first of all? Honestly, when I, so this is for, the book is currently, is net, the current book is, it's Alien Pleasure, since we're just jumping right into mm-hmm. it, but my other pen name, Sinister Ange, basically when I wrote the story, the inspiration for the whole story was just like, I wanted to write about as many weird and unusual alien ways to have sex and weird and unusual alien penises as I could. And so I was just trying to come up with like a million, like, what are like the most crazy things I can think of that like aliens would be different, you know, like different anatomy okay. and stuff like that. I don't know when I was doing it. I just I, I do remember like that one specifically. I just had the thought of like, wow, wait, if an alien had this dick on his chin, then he could lick her. He could like eat uh-huh. her out at the same oh, time yeah. that he's fucking her. And I mm-hmm. just thought that was brilliant. 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 <laughs> She's a genius. <laughs> I was like, there's something really nice about that idea. <laughs> oh my God. We had the blob. We had the penis shin. We had the blob. There were knots. There yeah. were knots on the penis. You know, I love knots on a penis. So do either of you remember men in black? Of course. Yes. There's a, there's an entire race in that series called the Balchinians. Oh my goodness. Where their balls are hanging oh off of their chin. Oh my god, are we inspiring another book of that in that realm? Because I wonder I would, if that's I would buy where it. I got it from. No, because I did not. I definitely did not see this guy. Okay, so that's from Men in Black too. Mm, yeah, I think so. It looks like that came out in two thousand two. I mean, I didn't start writing for Literatica until two thousand five, so it did come out before I wrote it. But I don't think I saw that. I'm looking at these pictures and like, I don't remember that. I don't remember this dude at all. Okay, well, that's every time Rara said penis chin, that's what all I could of. think of is Balchinian. Yeah. I wonder if that is where, I mean, I must have seen the movie. I loved Men in Black. Well, I, I knew Golden was my people when, <laughs> when, when I met her at uh, Charm City Romanticon book convention. And I remember at the panel. They said, we're going to go down the row oh, yeah. and everybody's <laughs> going to introduce themselves and what kind of books they read. And the other authors were going, I'm going before Golden. I am not following yeah. her. I'm not going to do it. Wait, were you seated at the end or did I they was, just like skip you no, and come back? I was in the middle and it was. you guys must have come to the second or third panel. Second one. I was panel, at the second one. Yeah. So in the first panel, we like, you know, we went down the line, we introduced ourselves and then they asked us about like some question and my Hugh Cow book came up because that was my like whatever most mm-hmm. whatever the, the answer to the question it was like something about like the strangest things you've ever written about or things that I don't know that something like that and so when a similar question came up in the second panel they all knew my answer from the first panel <laughs> and the first panel they were like all right like I you know I'm in the middle and I'm talking about Hugh Cow which is a lactation fetish and like pet play to the extreme but with cows like it's human cow and you know like I finished talking and in the first panel they're like all right so who wants to follow that because <laughs> there's a lot of military oh suspense God. and small town romance so in that particular panel there there was yeah like so it was like no one else really had any kind of like crazy taboo kinky sex stuff in their book so during the second panel, when the question came up, it was like, everyone's just like, oh, no, yeah, <laughs> who's going to follow the, Golden this time? <laughs> and then I remember listening to some of the people, some of the audience members going, what's that? Yeah. What's that? And that's what I told you. I said, 
I've read, I've read it. I know I have several. Yeah. I'm actually just finishing up the fourth one in that series. Oh gosh. Yeah. Which is, which is the pony play mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I had fun. I had a lot of fun with that series. I will say the Hugh cat was my favorite of the, of the That's four. everybody's favorite. As far as I can tell, I don't know. I, I hit on an unexpected kink there. I think that just Dar, Dar, I'm so glad we can't show your face because <laughs> you know I have this. I, I read a lot of a lot of who cow, yeah. a lot, a lot of who cow dairy farm breeding. They're great masturbatory material. I'm just saying. <laughs> Wait, okay. Does that is that like a compliment to you, Golden? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, like, it's not your picture. It's somebody is masturbating to the weirdest shit you could come up with. I mean, that's kind of the goal when you're writing sex scenes, like, because it's it's really easy to write a bad sex scene. It is. It it's really really easy to write a bad sex scene. So if you're writing romance and you're writing erotica, your goal is to make it a good sex scene. And the way that you know it's a good sex scene is that it makes people feel things that they then need to express. <laughs> oh, I'd be feeling things if I read that. It's just not the things that you want me to feel. I'm I'm feeling those things. Yeah. The, the alien pleasure one was also excellent. So I had a lot for of that yeah. too. Like I said, all I'd be really- feeling the need yeah. to close the book. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. Book in one, Kindle in one hand, magic wand in the other. Yeah. All good. Thank God for for Kindles. I wrote a sex scene that for people that skip sex scenes. So like. (laughs) She's thinking about it. (laughs) Huh? No. It was uh, after the fact. Okay. I literally skipped the scene and I was writing about. You did one of those, the fade outs. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't even fade in. That's where I started. Oh, my goodness. God. That's hilarious. And I'm the one who reads the review. And as soon as I hit a review that says, oh, my God, there's so much sex. This is it. This, I'm like, uh, autobuy. Yeah. Click. One That's click. my jam. So let's talk about your jam. Because you, I mean, you also write, like, I, I've read Phillips Rules mm-hmm. Stronghold series. So you don't write just just the this, this stuff yeah, that I... And- personally love what made you do decide to write in this genre um well like I said I started out on literatica and when I first found literatica I was in college I 40 now so uh, almost 40 so when I was in college having everyone in the household having a computer was not a thing we had one computer it was in my parents study which was connected to their bedroom (laughs) so it wasn't the kind of thing where you could like explore on the internet the way that (laughs) she's an elder millennial i am an elder millennial and i grew up with just one computer in the household and dial up internet and everything like that Mm -hmm. when i got to college and i finally had my own computer and fast internet i did what any college student would do and i went looking for porn and i discovered that i don't really like porn my imagination was always better but while I was doing that, I found Literatica, which does have videos on it, but it also had a lot of stories. And I went, oh, I like this. This is what I like. Um, and so I started reading all the stories and I'm a speed reader. It took me like two years, but it, you know, it became very quickly clear to me that what I was drawn to. And like, it was one of those discovering like the BDSM category was one of those like, aha moments to me because before that I didn't know what kink was 
but I was always attracted to things that involved kink. And all of a sudden, a lot of the things like my like obsession with Princess Leia and the slave bikini, <laughs> the bikini, but because of the collar and the leash. Um, and same thing with like Jasmine and Aladdin and the fact that like when I would watch. Oh, like, I forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah. But uh, when I would watch the Bugs Bunny cartoons and stuff like that, and there's the damsel in distress all tied up on the railway, like that kind of stuff always made me feel the, like a certain kind of way. And I didn't understand it at the time. I was a kid um, and then a teenager. And I, I did not understand why these things created this kind of reaction in me until I found Literatica and BDSM. And that was like a huge revelation. And so, like I said, I'm a speed reader. So it took me like two, three years. And I read through all the the stories (laughs) on the website in that category. And then it was kind of like, well, now the stories are coming out. Like there's new stories every day, but they're coming out kind of slowly. You know, like there's only a few in my category that I want to read every day. And they aren't always exactly what I want to read. Um, and I've always enjoyed writing. Uh, when I was in middle school, I wanted to be a horror writer. And I said, well, let me see if I can try writing this. Maybe I can just write what I want to read. And that way, if I write it, I can make it exactly what I want. And so I started writing and I put up my first chapters and people were very, very kind, thankfully, because uh, these free websites, people can be mean. But on those early stories, people were very kind and very supportive. And I so that that's what I wrote. And my writing has definitely evolved since then. I was a lot more into non-con and kind of force and, and stuff like that back then. And over the years, I've become more and more into both reading and writing more consensual um, stuff. But it, I mean, it was a really good way for me to explore a lot of the things that I was feeling but had never gotten to explore before and had never really gotten to think about and had always kind of felt a little bit ashamed of because it wasn't what you know we as society were told is like it's like supposed to be like loving and flowers and romance and I'm sitting here being like Princess Leia on a on a leash I wish they hadn't rescued her from Jabba like you know (laughs) (laughs) which is not how you're supposed to feel about that so I'm noticing a pattern with a lot of writers here, Rara. Mm-hmm. As Sebastian from The Little Mermaid would say, <laughs> you want something done, you got to do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. So like, I've just noticed everybody is like, well, this this is good, but not exactly what I want. So I'm going to just do it myself because this doesn't exist. So yeah. it needs to exist. That was how I got into writing historical romance. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of that. We need more. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a <laughs> lot of historical romance. There's a lot of historical erotica. There's not a whole and there's a, a dearth, especially when I first started writing. There's more now than there used to be. But there was a dearth of kinky historical romance. I could find a lot of kinky age play historical erotica. There was that. Oh, yeah. There was plenty of that. And I could find a lot of historical romance. And in those, I, oh my God, I just, I just got so angry. Like there would be every once in a while, I would come across a book where the hero would be like, all right, you do that one more time and I'm going to spank you. And I'm like, yes, finally what I want. And then she would either start behaving immediately, which was just like, why? Or she would do it again. And then he would, he would maybe give her like a tap on the butt. And that was it. Like it wasn't what I wanted. 
So let me guess, you were incredibly turned on by the scene in Outlander when Jamie took Claire over his knee and walloped her with a belt. I haven't actually seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I would love that scene. I read the book. I would would probably love that scene. I have a problem like enjoying time travel romance. Well, time travel, anything with time travel, I have a problem enjoying. Doctor Who is like my exception. I just, I don't know. I I was going to say, if you diss Doctor Who, we're going to end this right now. Doctor Who is my exception that proves the rule. Like everything else, I just can't. I will say the only thing that I've noticed in most of the historical kinky romance is it seems to be mostly just spanking. Yeah, there there is a, a heavy focus. It's in, in a lot of ways. And my first series, too. Well, I know even there I did more than just spanking. It, there does seem to be it's more like about domestic discipline than like yeah. BDSM or yeah. kink. So actually, speaking of which, are you in the lifestyle? Like, I have dabbled a long time ago uh, when I was in college, and I have a lot of friends who are who are in the lifestyle um, because of that. And then I met my husband, and you know you don't really start out a relationship. <laughs> At least I didn't, since we met through friends and everything. With like, hey, I'm into this kind of stuff, and so we did. You know, eventually we did end up getting around to talking about it, but we're more we're not really dom and sub. Um, if anything, I would say he's, we're both a little bit more subby slash switchy. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, we've got, we've got some, I mean, I wouldn't say we're vanilla. <laughs> we, we call people that we call them vanilla with sprinkles. Yes, yep. exactly. Yeah. Um, but I did, when I started writing my contemporary, I mean, I started writing contemporary. That was how I started. Um, when I was writing my, my first series, it was because I wanted to write a book for the people that I knew who were in the lifestyle where it was realistic people, like people with regular jobs, regular problems. Um, none of my books have billionaires or thank God. Yeah. Like maybe there's like a millionaire in there, but all of his money is invested in his business. You know, like it's not, it's, I've got teachers, I've got um, people who work from home, I've got kind of an array of, their their jobs aren't super important, so I can't even remember all of them. <laughs> um, I think I have one trust fund baby, and it's a woman, and she she's the only one who really has, like, money. But yeah, I mean, I want, because I wanted, I wanted people, like, I wanted characters that were, like, the people that I actually knew, um, and I wanted it to be a little bit more realistic and more, like, what I saw and I wanted people to know that it wasn't just for billionaires and people with traumatic backgrounds and (laughs) I love how this keeps coming up yeah Yeah. so how do you keep it real but still bring in the the fantasy of the romance well so I mean like I said I have very few virgins in my contemporary series they do appear in the historicals of course um but you know I that's honestly one of the ways that I keep it real because most of my heroines are in their late 20s or early 30s um, and just the there aren't that many virgins at that age for the most part and so you know and I try to give them uh, realistic backstories so it's not you know background they've got they've been through a few people they're looking for love they've had a, a few bad relationships a few good relationships you know, maybe one, some of them have only had like one really long-term relationship, but that ended badly. Like 
whatever. I try to give them, I mean, honestly, my first series, The Stronghold Doms, a lot of the characters, the situations that they're in, the their background that they're going through, a lot of them are based on my friends. Like, <laughs> I like to tell people with that first series, I was not very creative. Like a lot of it was like, all right, well, this is my friend, Andy, and uh, I'm just going to write a guy that looks like him and kind of <laughs> acts like him. But I did give him, again, a lot of it was were things that I had read a lot in books. And while I liked those storylines, they weren't quite what I wanted like I it it drove it would drive me a little nuts to read over and over and over again the second chance love story where they would be together and then they'd break up and then it would be 10 years but they never forgot their first love and no one else ever was as good at sex as that first love and, da, da, da. <laughs> and I was like this is just unrealistic I'm sorry and so I did that with a couple but they had well one of them had a serious relationship in between and the sex was damn good and you know like it wasn't like they, when they had their second chance, they fell back in love, but it wasn't like, oh, I've never got over you. And even though it's been 10 right. years, you were the best thing. Like, no. like. And the sex really would have had to have been different after 10 years because yes. they both learned some shit. Yes. Especially since they, they were like in college when they broke up, you know? like Oh, no. The sex could not have been that exactly, good. Exactly. Exactly. But that's what you read all the time. And like nothing, nothing against the people who tell those stories because I do enjoy them. I read a lot of them. But when I start to see it over and over and over and over and over again and nothing different, even when it's well done, it starts to irk me that there's not an alternative, mm -hmm. uh, that that's like the one version of the second chance that's being told. And so I start feeling the need to write another version, basically. Well, I guess that answers the question about where your inspiration comes from. Yeah, mostly, mostly wanting to <laughs> mostly seeing a hole and trying to fill it. <laughs> Oh, oh God! <laughs> you said no filter, right? I, no, <laughs> oh no, I love that. That's that was brilliant. See a hole and fill it. You've come to the right place. Now, now you've mentioned so you mentioned your friends help with inspiration stuff too. Do they also help you with like research? Sometimes, yeah. If I have like a specific question, and I also to beta readers who are in the lifestyle as well. Um, one who is a submissive and one who is a dominatrix. And so I like at this point, I usually go to them because they know what's going on in the story. But if I do have something specific that like, what does what's a good toy for such and such? And I happen to be hanging out with a friend and thinking about something. I Yeah, I'll just go ahead and ask. <laughs> you, you need a switch. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do I? You know one. <laughs> Just saying, you need a switch. <laughs> so this is my signal. This is what she's trying to do. I would like to offer my dear friend, Princess Rara, as a beta reader, sensitivity reader, whatever kind of reader you would like, a kinky consultant, if you will, to I've been so shameless this entire series. Actually, I mean, honestly, this is perfect timing. I did actually have a beta reader who she's just too busy with life and she can't keep up. So, yeah, we can talk after this. Yes. Um, Boom. I got you. <laughs> I happen to know somebody. Yeah. Hey, look, it's Rara. <laughs> she's right there. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. And there's nothing you could write that I won't read. I there's mean, apparently. Like <laughs> 
I've yet to find anything on the trigger warnings. Oh gosh. That that I look at and go, I can't read that. Yeah. Of, well, I should say cheating. Uh, cheating bothers me. Ooh. I might have a book she's not gonna read. But they can be, but they can't be but that doesn't mean they can't have the story arc of being forgiven. I mean, depends on why they cheated. Tell you guys a secret. Yes. We won't tell anybody. I am working on, I got invited to a multi-author project. I can't tell you too much. Um, We'll be teasing it on TikTok soon, hopefully. I'm still waiting for the go-ahead. But it'll be coming out later this fall. And my story in it is called Homewrecker. (laughs) And I wasn't sure at first. And my beta readers were really not sure (laughs) at first. But I think it's one of the hottest things I've ever written. And all of them were were the feedback that I was getting was, I should not like this as much as I do. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah. Okay. I'm very excited. All right. Now, so am I. Now. <laughs> and that one okay. is actually currently, I mean, it's on the one. Uh, so I have a Patreon and that's the serial that's currently being published on my Patreon. So it's like it gets like a chapter a week. Yeah. And then once it's done, it'll come down. But so I always establish you have two pen names that you use currently what made you decide to split that up and have the two different pen names um mostly that I realized like what I was writing for Golden Angel was a lot of romance um with like happily ever afters and stuff and I started realizing that that was mainly what I was writing and then I had a couple other books that were not so much that um and you know when I would talk to other authors they kind of suggested that if you're going to write something that's super, super different from your main genre and kind of the same feel of what you're writing is to separate it out to a different pen name. And Golden Angel is very much my like, you are guaranteed a happily ever after. It's going to be kinky. There's going to be butt stuff. It's going to have a large cast of friends and family. And then Sinister Ange does not make that guarantee. Her stuff is darker then Golden Angel can write. It's more niche fetish. It's kind of the stuff that it's like, basically, I didn't want people who were looking for like kinky happily ever after to wander into like Dubcon Sibian gangbang land where she's still single at the end of the book. <laughs> so yeah, it was basically just like how I, I do feel like they're very different. Sinister Ange tends to be darker or more taboo. I wouldn't say Golden Angel's super mainstream, but in a lot of ways, it's mainstream kink. And Sinister Ange is not mainstream at all. The problem is, is I find so little taboo. Like I, I yeah. hear like you and other authors called taboo writing. And I'm like going, that's, ta- that's taboo? Yeah. I always <laughs> like, tell people, I'm like, I'm like that's my normal reading. Like my, and, so, and you get to a certain point where it's like your taboo meter is broken too, because it's like, you just read so much of it. It's like, no, but that's normal. And then you find out, you know, you go like every once in a while, I'll go and read a vanilla romance. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, no, I write really kinky. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I mean, I've been reading the the bodice stripper since I was like thirteen, mm-hmm. and considering I'm, geez, I always forget how old I am. One hundred and twelve. I'm I'm gonna be like sixty in two years. What? So yeah, goodness, so, I would yeah. have never. I thought you were my Same age. <laughs> it's it's the books they keep me young. There you go. That's what it is. Yes. So I do have one more question. Yes. What do you say to people who read those two? Like you have very, very different books. Do you have reactions to those? Are they like good reactions, bad reactions? And like, what do you say? Mostly good. I mean, I'm very open about the fact that both of those pen names are me. I I don't do a whole lot of promotion for Sinister Ange that's separate from Golden Angel. Like 
I promote her. I promote those books. I, I say her. It's like having a separate. It's like having multiple personalities. That's how we talk about our middle yeah. and our little, yeah. so we understand it. Yeah. It's like so, I, I promote her books in my um, Facebook group. I don't have a separate Facebook profile for her, so when she has a release, I just post it up on my regular social, you know, my regular profile. Same thing for TikTok. So I'm very open, but I do, you know, when people ask, I do tell them, I'm like, yeah, Sinister Ange is erotica there's some dark stuff there's some very niche fetish it's not quite the same as golden angel like there's still there's still some like i'm still me so my sense of humor still pops up in those books <laughs> but you know like sometimes and i found that the cheesier and like lighter and goofier that i'm writing for golden angel the darker i am writing for sinister Ange. like while I was I was working on a side project while I was writing Cheese Daddy earlier this year. Dar she has a book called Taco Daddy. Yeah, Taco Daddy just released. Cheese Daddy <laughs> is the follow up. <laughs> uh, and the cheesier that Cheese Daddy got, there were a lot of cheese puns in it. The cheesier wow. that Cheese Daddy got, <laughs> the more messed up my side project got. <laughs> I just started wanting to do terrible things to the character. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, I I have no response. Cheese, cheese daddy, which is the follow up to Taco Daddy. They both own food trucks next to each oh, other. That makes sense. Yeah. So Taco Daddy owns a taco food truck. I was really hoping friend. it was like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of his best friends is, has the the gourmet grilled cheese truck next to him, uh, which is called a touch of brie. And Cheese Daddy's heroine's name is Brie, B-R-E-E, because what he really wants to do is touch Brie. And mm -hmm. in very inappropriate places. Yeah. And I had to make that Brie joke. Is, so Brie is delicious. What, so, you know. Every, yeah. So that's how okay. it's it's that particular series is very low angst, high heat, low angst, just like feel good, kind of silly, almost rom-com-ish daddy dom romance. And that's the, I mean, I know the titles are a little ridiculous, but I swear it's just really good smut. That's very lighthearted. <laughs> cool. I read those. I read those on occasion too. Yeah. They're fun. I mean, they're they're just, a who cow. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're fun. They, and I do, I feel like I need that balance. Like when I'm writing something super dark, I, the next thing that I write needs to be something that's way lighter. All right. So what's the, craziest thing you've had to research you mean okay. other than hue cows <laughs> see again my meter is messed up that yeah. to me is not crazy <laughs> i've had to research that too for the podcast oh gosh yeah oh my god the things that we've had to research for the podcast <laughs> when i did the taboo episode i was oh, yeah. so scared there's a lot i mean there's a lot of stuff that i know about that i just don't even touch for the books because some things are very difficult to make sexy. <laughs> yeah, well, if you if you listen to our taboo episode, I dare you to make any of those well now like into a romance book. Do that. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, actually, when you were talking about the who count during the panel and somebody was asking what what that was, I was meanwhile I was texting Dar going. Okay, so I have an idea for an episode. We yep. need to do an entire episode <laughs> on who cow. And she says, "Didn't we cover that brief?" And like we covered it very briefly in, in the, the lactation, lactation episode. But I'm like, we need to do like we need to devote a full hour 
to who counts. All right, well, now, now I've got to listen to this episode because a challenge <laughs> has been issued. <laughs> and just think, this is how I ended up writing things like Taco Daddy. It's like, as soon as someone tells me, you can't do that. You I'm can't do that. Do it. <laughs> oh, no, see, here's what you could do. The daddy, the daddy loses a bet. I mean, so you need to write where the daddy loses the bet. Okay. And and the the submissive has to do impact on the daddy and tell dad jokes, kinky dad jokes, because that was what the scene was. Mm-hmm. So- we did we did entire kinky dad. We did entire kinky dad jokes. It it's was bad. Yeah. So in um, foosball daddies. Jesus. What? <laughs> Do they have a, a foosball truck? No. <laughs> He's um, a professional foosball player. It's competitive That's foosball. A thing. That's a th- competitive foosball. It's competitive foosball. It's a thing. It is harder now to make a living off of it, but there are still, I think, a total. You think? I watched a documentary, Dara. I got sucked into the most <laughs> ridiculous documentary in the world. And it's oh my God. I, said, I need to watch, I need to write Foosball Daddy. So in the book, there's a foosball. Dude, daddy you and-, and I need to just be writer friends because I can see us just going off on each other. Like, what the fuck did you research today? What the fuck is that? <laughs> And then did you write it? Holes. And then when you write it, I'll read it. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh I also already just followed you on Facebook. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So you'll get to see. You'll get to see. I write. I. I do. I go down some weird rabbit holes, and I'm like, I must write a book. So I, I. I watched a whole documentary about professional foosball players. It was incredibly interesting. Um, I did not mean <laughs> to watch it. My husband and I got sucked in. And couldn't turn it off because we were we got so invested in watching it. And so I wrote an entire story about a professional foosball player who's also a model because he's very hot and he's using social of media course. to try to bring like interest younger generations interest back to foosball. It's still very big over in Europe. Um, okay. But here in the US, there's really only one league and there's only a couple people who can actually make their living doing it. I feel like this might be a gimme. This feels like an easy one, but it's stuck in my head. Okay. Um, watch the documentary on, I want to say Netflix, on like the mating dances of birds, of various birds, like jungle birds. And then you can do, Rara, do you remember how we always wanted to read or see a bird furry do like a mating oh, dance? Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, interesting. Furry. We've never seen a bird. We've never actually seen a bird furry. Have I we? have seen a bird furry. I know one. He works at the mall by my house. You know? I, okay. Yeah. So now I need to know how you know he's a bird furry. Because he came to a <laughs> Littles and Pets okay, party okay. once in right, his birdie you. costume. Okay. But I, I haven't seen them do like the whole. I have actually that, not or... written a furries story before. There you go. But these could also be aliens. That's what, I was, that's what I thought she was going with it. And I was like, no, but I do. I've been wanting to write one where well, the aliens have a mating dance. Well, yes. okay. So seriously, that right there, combo bird alien. Yeah. I, I saw you write it down. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I you did. you have to credit me. Yeah, absolutely. As your inspo. Credit Dara. Like, <laughs> she wrote that down too. Ha ha. Listen, oh, I all forget. I know is I write I, everything I need, down. I need the, the, the penis chin. I need the blob. That blob alien. I was, was really proud of that one. I won't lie. That was well, that was very clever. I'd yeah. never read anything like that before. And that was really good. Thank you. Oh my God. I was very proud of that one. <laughs>
Yeah. yeah. Rara also <laughs> needs one where the kinky, the kink is actually organization and labeling. Yeah, I do have. I do have that as a kink. Wait, there, organization. Explain that. I have organization as a kink. I'm I'm a heavy Virgo with OCD. I like to organize. It's my kink. Have you ever seen 30 Rock? Yes. Okay, so you know how Liz yeah. Lemon gets off when she schedules sex? Yes. At, toward the end? That's Rara. <laughs> I mean, I kind yeah. of... I... With, with pink post-its on the schedule board. Oh my God, board. there's pink post-its? Yes. Yeah. Woman, yes, of course yes, there's I pink know. post-its. I know. I too enjoy organization. I've never heard of it described as a kink before. That would be interesting. So has there been anything like ridiculous and ridiculously embarrassing like i don't know fucking up what you're trying to say on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) not uh, so one time the uh, we're very open with my friends and family about what i write like it it, at the beginning i told my you know like i told my parents event like i told my parents i was publishing books that they could not read them that i would not tell them what my pen name was blah 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 Um, but eventually we kind of, I was just like, whatever, you know, here's my pen name. Don't care. Um, and so, you know, when we told my friends and we told my family and my husband's family, they, they all knew. And we were at like a Memorial day barbecue at my father-in-law's and my mother, stepmother-in-law out of nowhere. And, and this wouldn't have been so embarrassing if there had been any kind of lead in and I had been prepared, but out of nowhere, just like turns to me and goes, so is the sassy submissive based on you and Adam? And I was just like, and I was like, uh, and she's like, cause they acted a lot like you. And I'm like, oh, you read it. <laughs> and, and his cousin goes, oh yeah, we all did. It was good. I am very like creative. The main characters of the sassy submissive are named Angel and Adam. And they look exactly like me and my husband. <laughs> and they act exactly like me and my husband. <laughs> That's okay. You're saving all your imagination for penis, chins, and blobs. There you go. I mean, now, like, after the Stronghold Doms was over, I had to get more creative because I had used all my friends, like, not all my friends, but, like, the majority of my friends at that point had had a character based off of them. So my current series, I've, they're, like, completely made up people, except for that sometimes they're still kind of, they act a lot. Like, Well, now you have two more characters. Yeah. (laughs) I've often been described as a character. I love it. You've been described as a lot. <laughs> Me too, girl. Me too. I'm, I'm a lot. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. All right. Now, so you did mention uh, your secret project. Yes. That you're working on. Any other projects coming down yes. the pipeline? I am currently working on um, a book for Blacklight, which is a multi-author <gasps> series. Read them all. Yay. Yes. Well, if you've read this one, the Roulette Rematch. I love for, I, I, I've read that and have... Uh, reached out to Olivia Grant and I'm like, so I, I want to do that. I have, when this is not the recording studio, mm-hmm. this is a dungeon oh. and I host and I host play parties. And I've been trying to figure out how to make a roulette party oh, like Blacklight so cool. does. I and I haven't that. figured it out yet. No, basically you spin the wheel and wherever the wheel, the wheel is divided into, instead of like numbers, it's divided into kinks. Mm-hmm. So wherever your wheel lands, that's the what ball lands. That's the kink you have to do. And you can only choose, I think it's four hard limits. Yep. And the stuff well, that's on there. We all know what mine are. <laughs> yeah. The stuff that's on there tends to be pretty, pretty edgy. So I wrote a, a story for Roulette Rematch that was a step siblings 
run into each other at roulette and of course end up paired together by fate and have to do three roles. Um, I think they did, what was it? They did blood play or knife play, humiliation and anal or was anal might've just been part of it. And they actually rolled something else. I can't remember, but at the end of it, it seems like things ended kind of happily for them. Unfortunately, that was not actually the case. And so the <gasps> beginning of the book starts up the next day when um, they're second guessing the, well, one of them is second guessing the whole idea of being in a, coming out, you know, being in a relationship with their step siblings and having to yep. tell their parents and all that stuff. So step, step sibling romance is yeah. great. You need an electro alien. An electro alien. Very serious. That would mm-hmm. be fun. Oh, so mm-hmm. they could put the currents. When they touch them, they put current yeah. to yeah. the people. Because I did, and- I got to play. I played with some electricity in my Masters of Marquee series, and I had a lot of fun with that. But yeah, an electro alien would be able to do even more. Have you ever experienced electro? I have. I love violet wands. You know, there's a lot more to it. You can also do a tens yeah. unit. Yes, I've done some of the tens unit. Put it on your ass. <laughs> I have not done that. <laughs> Ooh. We ended up, my husband and I actually bought like an electricity, you know, I don't know what happened to it. I think he ended up using it for his back pain. (laughs) (laughs) Boring. I know. We bought, that's not what we bought it for, but you know, life happens and then you have a kid and then. (laughs) Well, I do know you are local to us. Yes. So if you ever want to make an adventure over to Crucible. Okay. Yep. I've heard really good things. So I went, when I went, it was bound, which was, tells you how long ago it was that I I went to a club. (laughs) Well, we, uh, we're going to be there. It's the second Saturday of the month. That's when I demo Electro. So come on down. And and in June, I will be there demoing Impact. And Oh, I'm also doing an Electro class in June. I forgot about that one. Thank you. I am literally out of town the second weekend of every month of the summer. Ah. <laughs> How dare you? I know. Sorry. Next month I'm at Inkerscon. In July I'm at Romanticon. In August. Oh wait, no, I read that wrong. In August I am. I, that's like the one weekend I am home. I was gonna say you're not gonna be. You're not going to um, Smut Lovers. I am I don't not remember your name being on the list. Yeah, no, I unfortunately, um, I just unpacked. I, yeah, I, I don't know how it happened. It's kind of really awesome. But somehow my year, I've been invited to enough conventions at this point that I am scheduled out. I, I have one scheduled in 2025. And I'm already booked completely for next year. I cannot. Add wow. Well, it's crazy. I mean, it's like you want to go to these conventions to meet the readers mm-hmm. to promote your work, but you've also got to have time to write it. Yes. Yeah. Like I, and I, and especially because I have, my daughter's only four and a half. I want to be, you know, I want to be home for her. And um, yeah, I mean, it just, it's, it's too difficult. (laughs) So I try not to do more than three to four conventions a year that I have to like travel to. And then I'm willing to do like local stuff. Um, This fall, I'll be at the Right Women's Festival, which is in it's it's a good so like I'll do stuff um that's more local to me but you know even that takes up oh okay Glendale that's why I want to say Glen Burnie it's in Glendale yeah. Maryland um and there is this year they're doing two days of it and part of it is in Bowie as well so 
but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a lot of travel and it's, I love doing the events. I had so much fun at Charm City Romanticon. So I added it to my schedule for next year, even though I had already told myself no more conventions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I already told myself, I'm like, you're booked. And I'm like, but it's local, but I end up staying yeah. at the hotel anyway. So yeah. and I saw, I still need to get my ticket for that. Yeah. It was a. I, I had so much fun at that one. It was a really good one. I those. I really loved the panels. Yeah. The idea to be able to just ask questions and see the other side. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I wish I got, could have listened in on some of the other panels, but I mean, we just the people I was with. I had just had a blast with them. It was great, and that was the first time I'd met a lot of them. So it's it's always cool to meet the authors that you love. It's, yeah. It's, there was a whole lot of fangirling happening. Oh, and I, you know, because being on the panel, I ended up picking up the names of a few books to read. So <laughs> from the other authors. Definitely. <sighs> All right. Well, since I know people are going to want to start reading your books if they don't already, where can they find you? Uh, I am. My website is www.goldenangelromance.com. Um, I am most active on Facebook and TikTok. Facebook, you can find me as Golden Angel, and I have a private group called the Golden Angel Legion Layer, which is very active. Um, and we we just have fun in there. It's a lot of like talking, talking about the books, talking about kink, just sharing silly memes and sexy memes and stuff like that. Um, and then on TikTok, I am at Golden Angel Romance. Technically, I'm on the other social media platforms as well, but I don't actually go on them. <laughs> and if you are a budding romance author, uh, you should follow Golden on TikTok. She, she does great tips. Just the tip. Just the tip. Thanks. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Just the tip. Yeah, that tip. exactly. Right there. <laughs> that specific tip right there. <laughs> every time I every time I say, hi, I'm Golden Angel. This is just the tip. Just the I put tip. The, I put. I always put the the heading right here so that I can mm -hmm. point right to the tip of my little stuffed peen that's on my bookshelf above <laughs> me. And then I wait to see until someone, I, I always wait for the comments of the people. Some of them don't notice right away. It takes them a few videos and then they go, oh my God, I just noticed that you're touching the tip of your, your stuffy <laughs> penis. And I'm like, yep. And that's why I do it for these comments. So thank you. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for talking to Tessie and so for, uh, for having me putting up with my weird oh. obsession with the with the chin penis. I don't. I don't think she put know. up with it. She like really enjoyed that. I don't think it's weird. I still think that was. I'm still like that was a really cool idea. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was fabulous, and it made me now want one. Right. I need to find. I need an alien. Now you have so much inspiration. You have new characters. You have new beta reader. You've got so much to work with now. It's a very productive hour. There you go. <laughs> yeah, for us too. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Right. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks. I yes. was really, I was really tickled, tickled pink to be invited. And blue. And blue on my hair. <laughs> and finally. Our big ta-da moment. How would you say it? The grand finale. The grand finale. Thank you. My brain is turned off. Wow. I know because I'm like already thinking about all the books that I'm hoping that they're all going to send to me to beta read for them. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, I know. I said thank you a lot. We'll say it more because I kind of like it because you owe me now. Really? Yeah. Really? Think, think about it. 
Would you have all this glorious opportunities without me throwing you under the, the metaphorical bus here? Well, I, uh, you only saved me from having to do it myself. So it didn't look as bad. Exactly. It doesn't look graspy when I do it for That's you. True. It looks like I'm, I'm a helping, ben- helping a out. friend. There you go. You're helping like I, them out. I'm, I'm also, yes, it's beneficial to the authors, of course. Duh. Anyway, for our grand finale, we have the lovely Nikki Rome, who is also a USA Today bestselling romance author. She's been a romance junkie since a young age. I understand that. Like you do. Like you do. As a girl, she reached for book after book after book, looking for the happily ever after that she always believed in. She loves all form of romance. And you can find her latest read not far from her reach. (laughs) Nikki writes contemporary romance with a touch of danger and kink. Her love of realistic characters who face real problems provides a story that touches the heart of many. As a writer, reader, and lover of words, it only makes sense that she publish her stories. And like me, it was very important to Nikki to educate about smut and kink and make sure authors were writing things realistically and understanding what happens. So thus. Thus? Yes. Oh, thus? Thus. Thus. thus something was, something was born. Yes. I, I was getting to that, but you I, confused but you me with the say, thoughts. But you had to say thus. I didn't have she, to. Apparently there was you all had of to. this stuff that happened thus. Thus. Sorry. Thus. She created <laughs> Smut Lovers, the community. There you go. You did it right. Thank you. It's a group of like-minded individuals that come together for talk about their love of all things smut. She has Smut Lovers, the podcast. She has Smut Lovers, the group on Facebook. And Smut Lovers, the conference. Which is Rara's number one thing right now. And I, I find it very special that she somehow managed to create this for my birthday. Oh, she absolutely did that on purpose. I know it's done for me because it's my birthday when this thing starts. Yes. And it's a conference for both authors and readers. Either way, you know that she's going to be talking about her love of books, specifically her love of smutty books. And I am not going because I am neither. No, but I'll go and I'll have enough enthusiasm for two of us. Yeah, you're going to do the entire episode just by yourself for that. And then I will edit and then it'll be really could. It'll be great. I know. Super easy. I don't even have to do anything. All right. Let's talk to Nikki. Okay. You're causing problems already. We haven't even started. We're barely started with Nikki and you're causing problems already. Well, I cause problems all the time. What makes you think I'm going to stop just because we're interviewing somebody? Because I thought you could at least wait a minute for me to say, hi, Nikki. No. <laughs> hi, hi, Nikki. See, I beat you. <laughs> hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome to our, what did you call it? Chaos. Yeah, I did. I think I called you too chaos. But, yeah. You know, that's okay. That's, that's about right. I thrive in chaos. So it works perfectly for I th- me. I think that's perfectly I like to think appropriate. I managed chaos. I try to manage Man- you and it ends up being very chaotic. Well, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, you're not a very good manager because sometimes I am the podcast dom. Yes. That's true. And today, neither one of us wants to be the podcast no, dom. No, we're just being chaotic. <laughs> All right. Let's just dive into the fun stuff. We'll start. Sounds what good. made you d- d- decide to write smutty BDSM romance? So I started writing smutty romance. I mean, I've been a reader forever, which I think most authors are. I, when I found out there was an entire genre of just the smutty romance stuff, I like could not consume enough of it. And I had kind of written my own stories. I was talking to a friend who was published and she's like, wait, you wrote books. Why don't you publish them? That's kind of how this whole thing started. 
And my first series, I published six books in six months, like an idiot. And before my mental breakdown, they just kept getting like <laughs> little more and more mm, schminky, kinky. I can say kinky on this podcast. I love oh, yeah, it. Yeah, go nuts. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so used to censoring myself if I say the weird words for social not. media. Just excuse me. <laughs> Do not censor yourself at all. I, I try. I try. You start reading the heavier, kinkier stuff and you start realizing how much you love it. You start realizing how much of it really reflects you and your own life experiences and so forth. And I think as any author, you're putting your experiences into your books, right? And so granted, I've never unalived anyone. So when I write dark <laughs> the romance. Days early. There's still time. I, well, I mean, as a time. writer, don't you regularly do that? Well, yeah. I mean, all of my all my friends, the voices in my head that tell me what to write, those people often die. Yeah, but like, I mean, there's, world. there's mugs for people like you that say, "I'm not a serial killer. I'm a writer." Yes, yes, there are, there are. There's, there's lots of merch around that. We seem to love that. Although in romance, we try not to kill off the good guys because that's a big no-no. But my books started getting kinkier as I was writing them because that's what I was reading. I was reading the kinkier stuff. I was falling in love with it more and more, and then. Um, then came my what I love to call my kinky billionaire series. And so when I wrote The Corsetti Empire, each one of them have a DS dynamic of their own, each of them having their own little weird kinks and quirks and things that they love about each other. Some are funnier, some are more serious. You know, you've got everything from a pleasure dom to someone who's primal. And when I started trying to figure out like the true definitions of what those things look like in the real world, because I'm writing this in books, um, that just kind of opened up a whole, a whole other world for me. It was all downhill from there. Now I'm like writing erotica and every book's got some sort of kink in it. Cause like, why not? I mean, it's the hot stuff. Exactly. So why not? Why not? I like that answer. Uh, so were you in the lifestyle before you started writing? And if not, are you now that you've been writing about it? So it's so funny because well, I identify as a switch. I consider myself an ally of the community and I still feel guilty saying that I'm in the lifestyle because I don't live it regularly. I am a member of our local dungeon. Me and my husband go there for things, you know, in the, your personal life, there's always been elements of kink in my life, but I still feel like, am I an imposter by saying I'm in the lifestyle or not? No, it's not a 24 seven thing for me. That's for sure. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, in a way. <laughs> well, you know what? That's the whole cool thing about this lifestyle is nobody, there's no like official checklist you need to meet in order to right. say you're in the lifestyle. You, right. You're in the lifestyle if you say you're in the lifestyle and that's and how it works. I'm a fan of checklists, which I think is why I have such a struggle with that. I'm like, wait a minute. I check those boxes. Yeah, I'm totally there. But I was actually talking to someone who was in the dungeon one night and I was, and it was her first time going. And she was like, oh, have you been here before? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, no, we come, we come often. Like I don't, we don't play out full scenes and stuff. Perfect voyeurs love watching everything. Um, and so she had asked me the same question and I was like, well, I'm a by switch. So I don't really know how to answer that because I never really feel like I fit anywhere. I feel like just the fact that you identify as a switch and you've now said that twice kind of speaks volumes kinda, about kinda, that. Kind of just says it, right? I guess mm -hmm. it just explains it. Also, I have an idea for a new character for uh -oh. you. Okay. What okay. is it? So you're, you were talking about how you have uh, different characters do different things. They have different kinks and da 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 da. 
Um, well, you and Rara, I believe, have one of the same kinks. So now I feel like there should be a character with that as a kink. I'm afraid to ask. Making checklists. Same. I do like checklists. And hey, scheduling that things. as a kink, then we could do that. Look, Organ- and her name I should tell be Rara. Pe- I tell people all the time organization is one of my kinks. Uh-huh. They could be Probably like true. they could be like a, a house manager for the billionaire person and they're taking care of their <gasps> oh my god yes and, all of that. and then that's how they fall in exactly. love exactly but she's not she's not a secretary she's not a maid she is his house manager yes i like it. personal assistant whatever you want to call it i like it i like it i'm, I'm not gonna lie i recently took a class from devon stone and that whole master slave dynamic is really appealing to me where i approached my husband and i was like listen we need to have a conversation here cuz i think this is something that could potentially benefit the both of us long term but yeah i could have a house manager that checks uh, makes checks checklists and your favorite books, color is pink why not well, yeah pink pink's got to be a favorite color just yeah. saying yeah okay all right we will do that she as she might be a really Tara, tiny redhead even though yeah. i live and thrive in black yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm just shamelessly having Dara throw me at the authors. I am a fantastic <laughs> wing woman. What can I say? Also, your dominant person can thrive with black. And then you get this little powder puff of a of a manager who's like, and then they're like, uh, what is happening? Like a, yeah. <laughs> grumpy sunshine dynamic. I love it. I love the way it's rolling out. Rara, as long as you're good, you might end up in a book. You know, okay, so you said you like funny stories. Here's a funny story. So in my first series, I wrote a friend of mine into the book. She was, she worked with me at the time and she was beta reading for me, which basically like is one of the first passes of readers and so forth. Longtime romance reader. And she's like, oh, put me in a book. I was like, okay, I'm gonna put you in a book. But like, you don't want to write sex scenes for your friends who don't have like a kinky relationship with Laura. <laughs> you would have to have sex in the books, right? And so, I mean, she was this character that like was reappearing on occasion and so on and so forth. And then I had readers asking for a book about her. And oh, I was my. like, uh-oh. So I just ignored the readers, which I know sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. But, but like, can't I can't, it, I still, can't I can't do, do it. it. Listen, I can't I, do it. I will tell you as a reader, the coolest stuff is like when authors are like, Okay, so help me. I need to pick names. And I've seen this in like the different Facebook groups. And they're like, well, use my name. Use my name, please. Use my. We get one of the girliest, like fangirling moments I ever had was in one of Angel Payne's books where, you know, like the authors always have the acknowledgments. And I was acknowledged. Oh, really? Oh, my God. It was like, oh, that had to be amazing. I want to like (laughs) just because I also write. I don't have anything published because I'm chicken shit. Besides that, I love it. So when you were talking about ha- having people wanting to be characters in your books, how often do you, I know this has nothing to do with BDSM, but how often <laughs> do you just go, huh, no, I can't. And that, because that character is not speaking to you, or if they do, they're something completely not what they wanted. It's not as often as you would think that people ask to be in your books. Most of the time people are wondering if, a situation that you've experienced with them is going to end up in a book or you'll get the that should go in a book conversation right like my kid's football coach was hotter than fucking hell thank you coach mike i have a feeling he probably doesn't listen to the big big podcast but you know you never know you never know and the first day we showed up i was like smitten with this man right he's fucking adorable and i'm like maybe i need to start writing sports romance and my husband literally looked at me and was like that man should be in a book right 
So you have these conversations when people get to know you and they're like, hmm. Um, so there's more, I think, about the situation than the person. Now, does it make it into the books? Fuck no. I, my mind is so screwy. I'm not a, so there's like plotters and pantsters in the author world. So a plotter like outlines and does all the things. Outlines give me hives, right? That's why I barely made it through college. Never even graduated, right? I don't know why you're so, pointing at me. You would be the person I would who be makes so the, the plotter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't. I can't do it. I write as like literally I'm like in a trance late at night. Words just I don't know. The voice is in my head. Come out my fingers. That sort of thing. And then I read it the next day and I'm like, oh, that was good. Or, oh, that was shit. So do I remember all the situations? Not really. I mean, I keep a short list on my phone of like random things, but it's usually like sex things. Like, you know, I need another way for someone to say I want to suck your fucking cock because you can only put it in so many times with the same wording before it. Well, and I I would just like to say Coach Mike would be a great book. I have actually read books with the the single mom who the coach is 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 for her son and they fall in love or the older sister gets involved. So I'm just saying they exist. Oh, they do. And they do very well. Unfortunately, my mind's a little too fucked up for that. Like, could he be a flag football coach and a serial killer? I don't know. But no, but he could know, be a dom. We could try. I mean, he could still very much be a dom. He Definitely could also be, be a, a sub. Ooh. Yeah. I've just recently delved into writing femdom. He, let me tell you. He could They're very much hot. enjoy being pegged, I think, I Coach Mike. I, I have not found a lot of femdom books that I have personally enjoyed because for me, I like my my men extra masculine. Is that was like like that yeah. the proper way to say it? Sure. So I like my men ex- and I just find a lot of the femdom books don't write the male yeah. subs yeah. that way. Yeah, no. See, you got to give me one of those extra super masculine the 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 one who's like a super power corporate guy, right? Actually, and May and Mayburn has a two books a series where it's a male sub he's military he's like a major in the military or some or he's a he, he's um a vet mm-hmm. and very manly no see that i would i would love i enjoyed that. those books very much because i like the whole opposite power dynamic thing yeah. for yeah. that all right well that kind of leads into I the think- so where do you get your inspiration from do you know a lot of of billionaires kinky billionaires <laughs> i mean no yeah. absolutely not <laughs> Please, if there was the amount of billionaires that we write in our books, there would be no problems in the world, especially if they were <laughs> well, giving no, as ours not, are. not entirely accurate because they're all selfish dicks. Not in the books. That's what I'm saying. Is, if book. they were as giving as they are in the books, then we would have no problems, yeah. right? Um, no, absolutely not. I know no billionaires. Um, I did work a long time in the financial industry, so some of that obviously comes into play. Um, but most of my ideas come from other books I read, stuff I consume, videos. I mean movies, all of it, really, Um, which is why I have to be very careful with what I'm watching and doing when I'm writing. So if I'm writing something that is very heavy in kink or BDSM, like the erotica shorts, or, you know, I've got holiday, kinky holiday novellas and so forth, then I'm taking classes on kink and BDSM and so forth at our dungeon, or I'm visiting, I'm spending time there. I'm like immersing myself in that world so that I know what's going on. But, you know, I was writing a book who, you know, managed to have a cult leader in it because I was watching some crazy Marvel series. This is why I don't mm-hmm. watch TV. I got sucked into some show on television and I was like, okay, I'm watching this and I'm loving it. And the next thing I know, her father's like oh, the leader of a cult. And I'm like, okay, well, I go or, or you, you listen know. to a podcast episode on oralism and uh, get inspired. 
Wait, what? And and Dara doesn't yes. know this. I've been saving this story for her. Wait, what? <laughs> Your episode uh, inspired me to write an erotica short titled His Hypnotic Voice. Oh! And, uh, <laughs> Can I read it? Of course. It's published. Grab it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's oh, my God. It's amazing. <laughs> The, I've been saving that you story for you. Tell me. No, because sometimes I like to save <laughs> stuff for you to get your reaction like this. Like this, where it's super high pitched and kind of wild sounding, and like I'm high because, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. In fact, I'm pretty sure I even have a refer. I think I even referred to Klingon in it at one point. Oh, my fucking God. said a nod <laughs> to you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was something like he could be speaking Klingon to me right now and I'd still get off. Um, but yeah, okay, no, so absolutely. That, okay. <laughs> that's really, okay. I'm blushing. She's like speechless, which never happens. Oh my God. I love it. I'm like I so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. God I like, hope I did it some justice now. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You know what's funny is that, that episode though was the first time that I really learned and realized that it was a kink and it was so much more than just a, Oh, I like the sound of his voice thing. Um, you know, I, I spend a lot of time in the neurodiverse world cause I have two children who are on the spectrum. And so sensory stuff is really big and everywhere I am and I'm learning it's really big in the kink and BDSM world too. <laughs> and so as I went through and listened to this entire episode, I was like, this I swear to God, that story. episode is like my crowning glory right now. She's very proud of it and should be. Yeah. Well, I so the one the one that hit hardest before that that I did was not cursed stuff. What's the thing I'm looking for? Like taboo. The, the taboo. Yeah. So that the oralism one seems to be like hitting pretty I think, hard because I think that one a lot of people all of a sudden are like I've never heard of this before, but apparently I have this. Oh yeah, no, right? I, I yeah, but I was just you said the hypnotic voice. Yeah, so it's a short story. It's part of my the Pendulum Erotica. It's a okay. collection of short stories, and so the erot the hypnotic voice is one of the ones in the last volume. The whole box set is actually coming out next week, so you can read it all. On I'm gonna one. get. <laughs> all right, so so you talked about the fact that you do go to the dungeon, but what other kind like what kind of research do you do when you when you're writing these books? Since Obviously, you said you're writing a whole variety of kinks. I assume you don't have all of these kinks. I wish. I mean, what kinks do you have? <laughs> well, let's say, where should we start? No, <laughs> um, I will tell you, writing this stuff has been one of those real eye opening kind of discover yourself experiences, too, much like reading it is for our readers. And I think one of the first kinks that I had identified very early on were things like breath play and primal, which are both can be extremely dangerous and scary. You know, I was kinky enough in my younger life to know that what I was reading in some of the books really wasn't right, right? And I'm not even talking about the fantastical part of it because, right, it's all fantasy. And so there are certain things that you're just going to make up. Some of it just like the technolo technology, like the, it's like it just doesn't work that way, right? And so I found myself getting frustrated and needed to start finding people that could provide me some guidance. Well, if you take to Google and you go, go Google Primal Dom, you get tons of crap, right? Mm -hmm. um, or impact play. You get tons of crap. It's just very hard to find real stuff. And so there were a couple other authors in the community who I knew at the time had wrote it. I had no idea there was many. And they were able to kind of like point me in some directions. They uh, sensitivity read for me some scenes and things like when I first got into writing Eastem, which I love. 
Um, not a kink of mine, never even tried it, but I love writing those scenes. And then things just kind of expanded. And I found our local dungeon, um, which is the Woodshed Orlando. I hope you don't mind me giving them a shout out. They are phenomenal. And they offer hybrid classes. So I was taking tons of stuff virtually with them at first because I didn't have enough guts to go myself. And that's where I kind of started learning all the things, right? And then you start meeting more authors. And I found that there's authors that are also kink educators and that are passionate about writing it correctly. And so that's, I mean, I have had to pick and choose and pull resources to me for the last couple of years now and figure out my own way to kind of vet if they're real or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really hard. Yep. Um, it's a lot more difficult than you would think it is. And then I find people like you guys who are out here doing podcasts with education and, you know, books that were referred to me by other educators and so forth. So I spend a ton of time researching it, way more time researching it than living it. That's for sure. I I was just going to actually talk about, because you talked about the educational part of it. And so I kind of want to veer a little bit to to the side here and talk about the Smut Lovers Conference, because I know that is a passionate thing of yours. And it's actually, I'm so excited about it because every time I read any BDSM romance, I tend to just sit and, you know, occasionally go, no, that's not right. That's not how it is. (laughs) I know. For those who don't know, at the Smut Lovers Conference, it's for readers also, but there's an educational piece for authors. Yeah. And what yeah. made you decide to do this? What was the inspiration behind that? Oh, I contributed to a bit of a manic episode last summer, and I was like, I'm going to do all the things because it, it you hit this frustration point where you can't find what you need, right? And so we, I started building the Smut Lovers community, which is really the umbrella that houses everything. The podcast are what's going to turn into our online database for things like sensitivity readers. And then of course our conference, um, which our conference is our big headliner. The conference itself, you know, I always say I should have just maybe wrote a book full of resources or something like that. But instead I decided, no, let's just throw a huge ass fucking party. And so that's what we're doing. You know, I had started finding people who I realized could provide a lot of value to other authors in the community. And the more that I had spoken with other authors, the more I found that the passion of doing it right was there but the frustration of finding what was right was also there. Um, So I wanted to give one way for everybody to come together once a year and get everything they needed. Now, my background is in corporate training. So I've spent years as an adult educator. And so I think that's where a lot of that passion comes from. Smut Lovers is by far, first and foremost, an educational opportunity, not just for our authors, but like you said, also for our readers who want to learn more. I don't want other authors to feel like they can't write these things or they're going to just consistently do it their own way because they're not comfortable vetting and going to a dungeon or seeking out an educator on their own. So we wanted to build a way for them to get demos, workshops, presentations in a safe community uh, which is what we're doing. So all day long on Friday, which is the first full day of our conference, it is all workshops on kink and BDSM. It's everything from like our very first panel, which is you know fantasy versus reality. We're talking about defining what consent is and building scenes and safe words. And because there's a lot of authors who want to write these things, but just really don't know how. I get to talk about blood. I get to talk about blood to a whole group of people. Boy, am I glad I'm not going. (laughs) I know. But you know, blood play is in so many freaking dark romance books now. And again, it's one of those things like, "Mm, this doesn't really work that way. But we're partnering with the Woodshed, which is our local dungeon. They're a huge, huge advocate for education. 
they do tons of it all over the place. They've done it before for romance authors. So they were super excited to come in and and I could I attribute a lot of it to them because without their encouragement and support in the beginning, I wouldn't have enough guts to reach out to people like you, Princess Rara, <laughs> or the other educators that we have and be like, listen, this is what we're doing. Do you want to be involved? And every single freaking person has said yes. I credit romance with my being in this lifestyle to begin with. I, I started out with Fifty Shades. And then after I read Fifty Shades, I went, wow, that, that's turning me on. I got to learn more. I started reading and I found authors like Angel Payne. And it was Angel Payne who, who taught me about FetLife. And yeah. then I came home from meeting her at a conference, joined FetLife and the rest is history. <laughs> but I, I'm a very passionate romance reader. <laughs> well, and I think a lot, so that, you know, that's another part of the community that we've kind of developed is so many of us women write and read romance. So many of us have read it for years, but we're not always willing to admit it to people. And so the whole purpose of naming it Smut Lovers <laughs> is like, let's reown the fucking word. Like, we love reading smut. There's nothing wrong with that. It is completely empowering. It is a way for women and men to really experience things that they may not in the real world, right? Like, I love reading and writing knife play and blood play. Am I ever going to let my husband take a knife to me? Probably not. There's nothing wrong with that, though, because I can live those fantasies in my mind while I read the stories. You know what I mean? And I think if more people were willing to admit that and share that with others, then more people would be willing to talk about it and explore different parts of themselves. What you did after reading Fifty Shades to Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey, is not what most people did. Most people just took to their bedroom and started playing on their own in a very dangerous manner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's hard because do I think those books did a phenomenal thing for the author community and reading community? Absolutely. But is it portraying the kink community correctly? <laughs> <laughs> well, I try to tell people all the time. I'm like, Fifty Shades of Grey is not a BDSM how-to. It is a romance novel that has some BDSM in it. Exactly. Because it is fantasy, right? There is some parts of it, especially when you write dark romance, that just have to have those darker elements. Now, is there a redemption arc? Absolutely. But I have an author friend of mine recently who's working on a special project for our conference. And she was she made a comment and she was like, you need to know the rules before we can bend and break the rules. And I was like, okay, I'm going to steal that because that's so much about what we're doing in the Smut Lovers community and for the conference. Like we're teaching the rules of kink and BDSM as interpreted by our educators. And then we're allowing people to let their imaginations run wild. Yeah. One of the things that I know is very difficult is how do you mix the, the reality with the romantic fantasy? I think probably for a plotter or someone who plans their stories, that would probably be an easier question for them to answer because they know where their stories are going. Like I have a story I need to write right now. It's a character that's in my dark universe. And this is the extent, like I'm looking at the two sticky notes. Uh, Massimo's story. He's called the Iron Bull, secret baby with his one true love. And that's all I've written down. Secret baby. Yes. I love all the tropes. I've yet to find a trope I don't like. Sorry. <laughs> Some are more favorite than and others, so but. I'll sit down and start writing Massimo's story. Now, he's like the head of a mafia. In oh, mafia? Again. Yes. Sorry. I'll be quiet. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> uh, but he's the head of the mafia in Sicily, right? He, 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 and so he, he's got all these dark, terrible fucking elements to him that will come about in the book eventually. And his kinks will just kind of unveil as I go. Sometimes it's whatever I'm 
doing at the time or whatever I'm learning about at the time. And sometimes it literally just comes from the characters. There was actually a line in one of my mafia romance books I read recently that I think like just described it perfectly where the, the, the heroine was talking about, she wants a guy who like burns down the world, but when it comes to her, it's just like a big marshmallow. Isn't that the villain, the hero villain thing? The hero will, the hero will sacrifice himself for the world. And the 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 hero will sacrifice his love for the world to save the world, but the villain will sacrifice the world to save his his love. love. Something like that. Yeah. That's hot. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a, why choose dark romance series that came out last year. And so there are three doms who, uh, and this is, you know, you talk about how do you incorporate the fantasy with the reality, right? So there are three doms who literally kidnap her from a very shitty situation, right? She was supposed to be in a range marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's a savior kind of thing, but like each of them have their own thing, right? Like, so Dante's a hundred percent, the CGL caregiver kind of person, right? And Nico's like a psychotic primal dude. And and then you've got the one who like comes in and is like, oh, I love you. So you're so sweet. And I do all the things and I'm here for the emotional support. But then he likes to fucking tie her up and electrocute her. So it's one of those things that as you start developing the stories, they come about. And that was actually the first East Dim scene that I had written and I needed someone to write it and I couldn't freaking find anybody. <laughs> so it just all comes back to, you know, it starts coming to you as you're writing these things. And then I don't know, I know you, Dara. We volunteer tribute, really. <laughs> Beta readers. But it's one of those things you it gets so complicated finding people. So, but one of the things that we will be rolling out in 2024 is a full database as part of the Smut Lovers community that our authors can access for sensitivity readers for specific scenes, right? Feel free to include and us, just saying. I'm happy, I, happy to be, I'm happy to help and an excuse I'm to read more to romance novels. <laughs> I might actually read more romance novels mm-hmm. if that's part of it. Well, I mean, you know, if we can pull you to the dark side, Dara, we will. <laughs> but it's more than just like, oh, I can read kink or I can read for BDSM or I can read LGBTQIA, right? I want to know exactly what kinks you can read for. I want to know exactly, well, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I can sensitivity read kink, but like, maybe you can't. Because I just like wrote a leather scene where a chick gets off on her kink? fucking Huh? Specific yeah. credentials of kink? Oh. I mean, not credentials, but like, what is that's it the right that word. you well, that's true. Like, have we went experience to you with? Have impact. The same no. way they wouldn't go to me for E-STEM. Right, right. That's what we need. Because I was also referred to a lot of people were like, oh, yes, no, they, they're a part of the kink community. You can reach out to them. And then I would reach out to somebody and they're like, well, I don't really do that. Or I don't really know much about yeah, that. Yeah, don't you know reach what I mean? out to me about blood. <laughs> I got that one covered. No, no. <laughs> No, no. Love it. Mm-mm. Nope. You got it? No. So, yeah. All right. Let's talk dark romance for a minute because I, I, I'm i very much aware of this controversy, especially it comes, it's, it's, it comes up on book talk a lot about dark romance. There's some people like, I would never read dark romance. Like, that's just glorifying rape and, and right. all of this stuff. And mm. I, I personally, I, I'm always laughing when I see trigger warnings because I've yet to run into anything I'm not willing to read. I had this whole like identity crisis because I did finally run into something and I realized 
So dark romance has taken some turns over the last year. And there's almost like a competition as to what can be darker. And I'm not going to lie. Some of it I'm reading is like horror with fucking. Mm -hmm. And that's where I hit a line and I was like, okay, so I don't want to watch somebody sign an arm off. I, I now know that's a thing I can't do. It wasn't a kinky thing, but it was a thing. I too struggle finding things that I don't want to read, even if it's something I'm not certain I'm in love with. Like I'm not a huge fan of spitting. See, and I, I find mean, that funny that spitting like, would even be considered dark. See, this is the problem when you're in as deeply in the lifestyle as I am. I'll find stuff. They'll be like, this is dark. And I read it. I'm going, all right, where's the dark? I'm still waiting. Well, because spitting yeah, is part of the humiliation I, category. So I think that's where they're going with that. It is. And you see a lot of humiliation and praise both in some of these dark romance books, but the praise is so rare and the humiliation is so high that like sometimes I just I struggle with little things like that. I also shared with you all that I'm a big fan of Primal. So the reality is I don't feel like dark romance is glorifying rape any more than it's glorifying murder. Mm -hmm. Well, I laugh because the ones that I've seen who do that, they're all young. Well, younger than me. <laughs> they're not young. They're just sure. younger than me. And I laugh because I'm old enough to remember the days of General Hospital where Luke raped Laura, but then they fell in love and got married and they were one of the super couples. And it was huge. Like the almost the entire world of soap opera fans shut down to watch their wedding. Yeah, no. And, and so easily forgotten. Right. And nobody <laughs> thought about happened. that. Like no. occasionally that will pop and it's up. Never. But Never seems to be compared, what you're reading in a book never seems to be compared to what you watch on a screen. And I don't understand that either. Because there is a shit ton of stuff I watch on TV that I'm literally getting the visual input of that is way more fucked up than I see in books. Game of <laughs> yeah. Thrones, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That was the hottest fucking scene ever. I literally fell in love with Jason Momoa after watching that. So, uh -huh. I don't I mean, who am I to talk? All right. So... What's the craziest thing you've ever had to Google or research for one of your books? The one, the thing that's going to make the FBI come knocking at your door wondering. <laughs> the one where you have the mug that says, I'm not a serial killer. I'm a writer. That one. <laughs> and see, I immediately thought cock piercings because the visuals of that was very It's on my bucket list to fuck a guy with cock piercings. Just saying. Okay. Apparently they're very hard to find. I've spoken with piercers. One of my clients has a row of cock piercings that he trades out for gold piercings because they are more conductive he has a ladder oh. on his throat i want that and then Eve <laughs> has a prince albert like he just got yeah he went and got pierced up yeah it's one of the last few things on my bucket list i haven't done yet okay let me know if you find somebody okay <laughs> might be another one of those conversations i need to have with my husband listen now as far as like the craziest shit that like FBI will come after me for, I mean, it all, I mean, it, it typically all has to do with murdering people because like, you don't know how that stuff works. Like how much blood is in a body or how long does it take to bleed out? And my husband is, <laughs> works in the medical field. So it is helpful because I oftentimes can just turn to him and ask, <laughs> but you're kind of like, oh, I hope no one finds that. The other thing is like porn. I mean, sometimes you've got to like see where bodies are going and you're like trying to figure shit out and you're like, well, I'm sure somebody's done this somewhere. And so you're like, oh no, did I just click on that? Someone knows that I just clicked on that somewhere. Okay. I love it. There's an author who uh, at a conference I went to, she, she actually, she said she had her friend lock her in the trunk of the car and drive around. That's, so you know what it feels like. That's not dangerous. That's, uh, that's dedication. <laughs> There is an author that I know who uh, experiments with almost every kink that she has written and then shares those experiences in her reader group. And I just, I, I love everything about it. I'm like, 
That's fun. I feel like That's Rara fun. would do that if she were an author. I, I think I would mm. scare. I, I scare some kingsters already. Yes, with me. the shit that I do. <laughs> it's all right. We all have our, our issues. All right. So do you have any embarrassing smutty romance author moments? Let's see. Most recently at a place where you typically would not to want to explain what's in your books was asked if. <laughs> so I don't know what it is about me. I mean, do I look like somebody writes children's books? I don't feel like I give that vibe out. No. no, but it seems like every time I tell someone that I am an author, they go, oh, you write children's books. And I'm like, uh, no. And then you say something like romance and then you get the, oh, and I write under a pen name. And so I don't tell them what that is. And I often just go, oh, yeah, no, I write stories about people falling in love. And then someone finds my book. Well, my mother decided when I finally put my books into paperback that she was going to begin reading them. And so she started with my first series, which is very tame compared to what I write now. Yet she was talking to a friend of hers about it. And she's apparently a reader. You, 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 you will never believe the amount of readers that you have in your life until you tell people you've written a book. Like actual people who read romance that you never would have thought about it. And so instead of recommending a book to her friend, her friend went online and bought the book that was just coming out, which was book one of my Why Choose Dark Romance Mafia series. <laughs> so she bought less. Oh, I was like, mom, that's three guys and a girl. And she goes, well, what does that mean? What do you mean? <laughs> There's three men fucking her at the same time. And your friend just bought that book. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I never heard another word about it since. So, <laughs> okay, but it, it, it's on the back cover, right? On uh, that, It's in the blurb. I am very clear that there is. And I will tell you, one of my absolute best reviews that has sold me more books than anything is on that series. I got a one-star review from a very wonderful reader who was like, I love Mafia, but my goodness, I will never read another thing from this author again. There are three men railing one woman, and she's and literally gets into the full description of a scene, and she's like, she's sucking one's cock while the other one is fucking her from behind and the other's below it. And I just can't believe this is in this book and goes on and on and on. Of course, I'm paraphrasing, but if you want to find the review, go find the one-star review on list and you'll see the whole thing. And I turned to TikTok and I was like, I don't think she caught the blurb. And my God, it sold so many damn books because that's like, if you want a why choose book, that's what you're looking for. <laughs> I'm like, in fact, I need to just go back through and repost that video every couple months because listen, I it was through, literally I will go through reviews and I will pick out a book sometimes specifically because that's the kind of review that's left. And I'm like, well, now you're talking my language. I think Rara needs to Same. write a review like that and give it a like under a pseudonym and be like, you know, I'm gonna just review the shit out of this and and <laughs> write it so that it accidentally sells more books. I write very. <laughs> My, my reviews are, are are less fangirl and more like really serious. Uh-huh. And so they're definitely thing. I, I talk a lot about the character development and the storyline and, and that kind of stuff. You know, it would be really, really, really funny if you did like a scathing review like that and just be like, oh my God, the smut in this is absolutely <laughs> disgusting. I can't believe yeah. it. No good Christian person would read this. Luckily, and I'm not Christian, so well, it's see, not a problem. See, that's why I said it's under a pseudonym, Rara. Focus. Pay attention here. Yeah, I actually used to do part of when I was getting into all of uh, into all of this. I did reviews for a website for a while, and I hated writing like th two or three star reviews because I yeah. feel so guilty. 
that somebody, I mean, I may not have liked it, but somebody put a lot of time and effort and I, yeah. I always felt so bad. It's tricky. I mean, reviews are just part of what comes with the territory. And a lot of authors don't even look at them. I filter through them to see like if I missed weird things, which I have. There was a review once and they were like, I don't understand how she ran her fingers through his wavy hair when he was bald. And I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. He was bald. Let me go fix that. Um, That's one of the joys of being an indie writer is I can go in and make changes and fix stuff if I need to really easily. But I'll tell you, some of the three-star review, if it's a three-star review that's well-written and tells me why you felt it was, I mean, three-star is not a bad review. I mean, a lot of times it's a good book for somebody. It's not a perfect book. And so I get a lot from those reviews. Like, it gives me some insight as to, you know, things that they might have felt were missing in that one. I I never wrote a three-star review because, like, of sex issues. I mean, if if they had more than three. I've read a a couple where it was the why choose. There was, like, five of them. And I'm I'm still oh, yeah. working There's on trying to figure out, out the physical logistics of that. All Listen, at the same time. I wrote four well, people in group C. Like, and there's too many fucking limbs is what it is. You don't know where people are. You've got you one just in don't, the mouth, There's too many people. One in, one in the vagina, one, one in the ass, and one in each hand. Why can't they just do each other? Or if you really get crazy, sometimes there's two in the vagina. That's a bit much. Got to put them somewhere. Right. A bit Nobody stretchy. wants to be left out. Well, can't they just have one for every day of the week? That's not the, uh, see, see, you obviously don't read a lot of white shoes. Here's obviously. how it goes. They get their alone time with the heroine, mm-hmm. but they also get group time. Okay. And because and you the reader, want that you're in always the book. holding out for the group scene. Yeah. I need the white shoes with either the aliens or the shifters so that there's the knot at the end of the penis. Because if I'm not going to get a Prince Albert or some other piercing i need a knot at the end of the penis yeah so now i have not delved into the world of a megaverse i don't know if you have yet yes and the only reason why i have not is because at this point in my life i don't need a new addiction to distract me Ah. i will get there i will get there but the popularity of that whole piece of it is just but yeah there's there's just not much i don't read i go but i go in this is gonna sound awful since we're talking about sex i go in spurts okay (laughs) okay (laughs) wow pun intended pun intended I've been in a mafia phase lately. Okay. But I'm also one of those people, like, if I, if I have Kindle Unlimited, so I get to try out a wide variety of authors because mm-hmm. it's free. So, well, not free. I mean, I pay for Kindle Unlimited, but I'm just saying. So I'll read it. And once I discover an author and I'm like, oh, I really like you, now I will binge. Same. Yeah. Hey, so out of curiosity, what are you working on right now? I actually just have a book that came out, like, two days ago. Risky Behavior is the second book in my Observant Behavior series. So Erotic Behavior was book one. Risky Behavior is book two. They're marriage auction-esque, darky romance, tons of kink because he owns a kink club. And I was meant to take a break, but it didn't work out that way. I have got three kinky holiday books coming out in July for a Christmas in July special. So I've started writing those. They're um, The first three books already came out. They're the brothers, and now the three sisters are getting their books. So that's what I'm currently writing. But I got to jump back on my mafia bandwagon because I've got people waiting for Massimo and his sister Alessia's story. They showed up in the Dark King series, and they continue to show up in books. Um, I write everything in the same world, so every book is connected by some sort of character or place or location kind of thing. So my readers fall in love with these people, and then they're like, where are the people? see but the conference is taking over my life right now so if i can get my holiday books written before that starts i will be very happy i know i'm so excited for the conference because you timed it perfectly because september 21st is my birthday so this is sort of like my birthday trip 
we have so many birthday people coming. Like I, there's, there's some special stuff happening. We're going to have to do it. Yes. We have to do some special stuff for birthdays. You're going to have to give people uh, their, their birthday tiaras. Oh, I was going to bring my own birthday tiara, but that's okay. At, like I have several. All right. uh, well, Robert, you're going to have to interview people during the conference so that we can have an episode on it. I, I, well, I'm going to, I'm going to be hooking up with it. There's a lot of authors that I went through the list of who's going to be there. And I mean, I'm excited to finally meet you in real in person, but there's some authors that I've read a lot of their books that I am super excited to meet, like Pepper North and Kate Oliver. Yes, our daddy authors. I did not think I liked daddy books until I just recently read one of Pepper's and I was like, holy crap, this is something that I do like. I've written CGL relationships before, but the whole daddy thing, I was like, I don't oh, know. Oh, her whole Dr. Richard's world is fascinating. She has told me, but I have not delved into it, but I am like, I don't know. The medical kink, there's a lot of that in some of her books, it sounds like. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to be in for here. Hey, so adding we'll that see. to my list. Oh, yeah. Pepper writes the kind of medical play that I'm interested in where it's it's a regular exam, but it turns see very kinky. And that's the thing. I will read the regular exam part, but when it comes to her actually having sex with the doctor, I'd probably skip that part. Well, I don't know why. More for me. Where can people find out more information about the conference, about you? And we haven't even mentioned, but but Nikki also has her own podcast too. Oh yeah, she did mention that it once or twice. So yeah, well, let's mention it again. By name. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so everything is Smut Lovers. That's the easiest way to find us. Our Smut Lovers community group is a group on Facebook because it's the only way really to kind of pull everyone together. So if you're looking for more on any of it, the conference, the podcast, all of that, join the group. The podcast is Smut Lovers, the podcast. The conferences, small lovers, the conference. Can you tell I'm really creative with titles here? All of it can be found on our website. My books, everything is under Nikki Rome. That's where you'll find me, NikkiRome.com. And yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much everywhere. Google smut lovers or Nikki Rome and I'll pop up somewhere whether you want me there or not. Excellent. And we'll include all those links in the show notes so people can easily find you. Thank you so much for coming today. Really appreciate it. I could talk BDSM romance all day, but Dar won't let me. Nope. So. <laughs> my my fault completely for making her do something else. Yes. <laughs> Actually, today we are talking about BDSM romance all Listen, day. Listen, you're combining my two favorite things, kink and romance. Like, I'm in my happy place. You, well, you've been working yeah. on this episode for an extremely long time. I, so. I have been so excited to do this. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. And again, our offer still stands. Yes, I'm totally adding you to our database. I'm going to need lists of kinks y'all can read for. See, I'm very good at this. I'm Thank just you. throwing, throwing us in there all the time. So you don't have to this time. <laughs> I love it. No. And thank you guys. I love the support that you guys have had for the conference so far. I love being here. I can't wait as well to meet you, Princess Rara, and have you there doing not just your educational stuff, but all your fun pink stuff. Because I mean, we're the exact opposite of each other. Wait till you meet my five foot nine ass covered in black. So yeah, no, no, she'll have no problem with that because you're basically me. <laughs> Perfect. No wonder we get along so well. I mean, she's going to have no problem. Feel right at home. Awesome. Thank you so much again. You're welcome. I'm going to be riding this high for a while. Woo! <laughs> okay. I, this is fun. So much fun. I'm like, I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped smiling. Woohoo. That's all I can say. Woohoo. That was, um, that was a lot. It's all good stuff, man. Oh, for you. Penis chin. Come on. Blob. I mean, woohoo. Right? Blob. Okay. 
Look, where's your sense of adventure? Look, the best part, in my opinion, the best part was basically whoring you out to everybody every chance I got. So that was fun. And the second best part. And, I, and hold on. Let me let me just now put it out there for the world to see. Thank you, Dara. Oh, you're welcome. Ra ra. Oh, I'm for Clemt. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, and the second best part was I was gonna say me whoring you out again because that was really my favorite part. But <laughs> I got to talk to published writers about writer stuff. I mean, it was really cool. Forget the subject matter. That part was awesome. Subject matter was Robert's favorite yep. part, whatever. Oh my God. Like I have so many authors that I would like to still bring on that we could do a whole third episode on that. I have at least three other authors I would love to talk to. I'll get a fourth Don't and we'll panic. do a part three and a part four and I'll just die. And well, and I get to, I, I love it because I get to pimp these authors out. Well, yeah, that part's cool. All right, do you do you need me to like whore you to any more authors? Because I can. Well, no, because honestly, I just I don't have as much time because I've still got all the other books that I want to read that aren't necessarily BDSM romance. Yeah, well, now I have to finish all of my BDSM uh, fantasy books too. Yeah, which, geez, the first one was still taking a lot, and I had to read the ones for this episode. So, or these episodes. Yeah. This is a lot of reading I have to do. As of recording, as of this recording, I've read 179 books this year so far. And that doesn't include um, the one that I'm now beta reading. I read that fast and I read constantly. I mean, what do you do when you're in the bathroom? You don't read while you're in the bathroom? I look at TikTok or Reddit or something. No, 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 no. Now, I've been really into like rewatching Grey's Anatomy lately. So I guess I'm doing that. There you go. But yeah, we, we really hope that I know you probably didn't enjoy it as much as I did. And I'm OK with that. But hopefully you've enjoyed it almost as much as oh, I did. Oh, I did. Trust me. I did. I did. It was great. Good. All right. Well, I got to go because I got some reading to do. Golden's already sent me some chapters. I got to go read. Okay, That did not take very long at all. <laughs> well, Rara, you have fun. I'm going to go edit the crap out of all of this now. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.